and welcome to episode two of Wimcast, probably the uh, most underprepared podcast that's not yet on iTunes. Um, this is Mark from Mark's Got Problems, and this is Eddie Bowes. Hello. Say hi, Eddie. Oh, hi, Eddie. Excellent. We're going to do that every time, aren't we? And it's going to get old very quickly. Absolutely, but that's Absolutely. what's going to make this that's... absolute <laughs> comedy gold. <laughs> comedy internet gold. We'll mine it. <laughs> so, before we get started, because I know that you've got a lot to say on the subject of Superman and why he's an asshole. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> but before we start, um, we're actually going to take a little moment to do a dating advice segment at the start of this. Um, oh. Okay. This podcast and the particular subject we're going to be talking about is um, what to do or rather what not to do if you're dating a twin. Ah, uh, okay, a tricky matter. Yeah, so uh, it came to my attention the other day via the Independent. I don't actually read the Independent uh, oh, as, as a viable media outlet, but I was <laughs> I was thumbing through my feed as one does on Facebook when they've got too much time on their hands and mm. not enough interesting things to do, and. A headline popped out at me, and oh. and you know when you you really feel like you shouldn't click on something because it will just detract from your soul completely. Yeah, and it'll also fill your Google like cookies with you'll get the worst targeted ads ever. Exactly, uh, and 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 but the thing is, it's like it's like watching a train wreck. It's like watching a train hurtling towards a wall. You can't look away. Covered in babies. Yeah, you know it's going to be absolutely the worst thing you could ever do, but because the title is so intriguing on like a visceral level, you have to pummel that uh, left mouse button. I cannot wait for this. So the the headline is. Man claims he accidentally had sex with his wife's identical twin sister. <laughs> so, <laughs> run, run me through this, Mark, because have you not? Have you, are you unfamiliar with the story? I, 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 you told me about it, but <laughs> so, but uh, I, I, I want you to run me through this. So. Allegedly, according to a Reddit post, which has been also syndicated via places like Metro and The Independent, um, a, 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 an anonymous man went on holiday to Las Vegas with his wife and his wife's identical twin sister. Okay. And um, <laughs> after a night, as you do, uh, on the on the Las Vegas tiles, you know, going around the casinos, having a few... A few, few beers. A few beer skis, I'd imagine. Um, they ended up at the hotel room and for some reason uh, the man's actual wife apparently just disappeared for some reason wow. and this this man and his wife's sister were left alone in their hotel room and it was dark and apparently he accidentally had very passionate but quick sex with her and he he, he only realized according to this article uh, when he reached around and fondled her breast region um, <laughs> and noticed that she had had some some surgery uh, done because they oh. felt they felt slightly firmer and, and 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 more i don't know i don't know i've never felt um <laughs> I've, I've, never, I've never felt uh, corrected boobs corrected <laughs> is that the technical term for him <laughs> i'd imagine it's the misogynistic term i, I see that you have had your breasts corrected <laughs> Like Terrible. they were wrong beforehand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, you absolute swine. For fuck's sake, Mark. So, so yeah. The, the, I'm, I'm gonna read. I'm gonna. I'm gonna read a, a direct quote from this guy. 
Okay, um, I can't wait for this. So he he he, he says uh, this this happened even though they're twins. I have absolutely no interest in her. Jody, being the the twin sister that's not his wife, is more of a quote party girl end quote selfish and vain. And then well, in bra- then in brackets she has plastic boobs. So <laughs> so shoving aside, she's so the, selfish and vain with her plastic boobs. I know. So sh- just shoving aside for a second the 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 blatant misogyny and sexism of reducing a complex human being to a bunch of sort of uh, <laughs> to, to some, three one word things exactly, and then tapering or like summarizing it as if we should, all should get it with she has plastic boobs. <laughs> so, so she has plastic. Oh, you oh, guys I know what you. I'm talking about. Yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> She's one of those ones. Yeah, putting that aside for a second. What a twat! It, it, it sound, I'm I'm skeptical of this entire scenario simply because it just sounds like a very bad porn narrative. <laughs> Is one of them a plumber by any chance? <laughs> well, I just came in to fix her cable TV, and you know, all of a sudden my belt fell off. <laughs> I was just getting out my tools for the job. <laughs> And, and all, suddenly all of the- I had no pen. <laughs> I looked down and noticed that my collar was undone and I had a completely perfect chest rug. <laughs> <laughs> and a fantastic moustache. <laughs> I looked like I was growing a squirrel on my chest cavity. <laughs> so what, what are your thoughts, Eddie? Right, so, so man has wife. I'm breaking this down to the simplest argument here. Man has wife... Wife has identical twin that he's not interested in, even though she looks exactly like his wife, I imagine, identical twins, but not interested. But the only difference is this one is has had plastic surgery on her breast area. Allegedly, allegedly. So, So this woman has fake boobs. Right. So now, so now this man, this man is, oh, I accidentally slept with my wife's twin sister that has bigger boobs exactly it's like i don't think that was an accident mark it doesn't sound like an accident it doesn't does it? sound much like an accident mark. i mean uh, how i don't understand how the uh, the sister kind of got away with justifying it as oh it was in the dark i didn't know what i was doing it's like well, yeah, sure. yeah why why was she banging her sister's husband exactly Is he also a twin did he leave that out <laughs> <laughs> do you think <laughs> Do you think two sets of twins just married each other and they just got confused? It's like, I only I only realised afterwards because my my husband had corrective surgery on his penis. <laughs> <laughs> this one's was far too small. Uh, and also, I mean, just the idea that well, so, so all three of them must have travelled back to this hotel together. You would have thought that if for some reason they all entered the hotel room together and it was pitch black. They would have checked. They would have been like, <laughs> I, oh, I'm fondling you, with somebody. I, I, are you yeah. my wife? <laughs> let, let me just be sure before we proceed here. You yeah, are I the just... one I'm married to, right? <laughs> it must get, to be fair, it must get quite confusing. Like, if you walk in and they're both sort of like, you know, if you're, whether you're a man or a woman, you're married to a set of identical twins. Well, not married to both of them, but married to one of them. You know, this is that... Uh, which one am I seeing again? I can't remember. Do you just oh. have to sort of stand in the room and do that thing where you know when you're not quite sure if it's someone you know and you sort of sit there and go, Keith! And if they look around, you're like, oh, wicked, yeah. That is that what <laughs> this guy does with it? He's like, <laughs> Jody. Oh, Jody. that's the one. Yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> one, one with the plastic, please. <laughs> <laughs> 
it just goes on. No, they're plastic. You're not the one. Also, if they were, I, I understand uh, people sharing rooms if they go on an expensive holiday because that's you know that's just money saving. It's cost effective or whatever. But surely they would they would have a room with with twin beds. I mean. Surely it's obvious that they, you know, when you go into a hotel room, you've got twin beds there. You instantly, I, I do anyway, whenever I go to a hotel, designate my area. That's, <laughs> yeah, my, exactly. that's my zone. I get my chalk out and I draw yeah, around exactly. 90% of the room and this is more of mine. Do not cross the line. Exactly. And, then, you know, and, and, unless it's an expensive hotel where, which I never go to because I'm not rich poor. at all. Yeah, you're poor. But, uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. And they're not going to charge you. you. You put the chalk down and you're gone before they even... <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you, if you pay by cash, they can't, like, lump you with a deposit. Exactly. And I make it absolutely known that if anybody crosses my zone of terror, they're coming into <laughs> the lion's den. <laughs> like, I'm going to throw Bear down. If crosses my zone of terror and tries to bang my wife that is an identical twin, oh, shit's going down. I'm going to pelt them with my uh, single-serving soap, and they are going to get single-serving toothpaste right in the eye. <laughs> single-serving toothpaste. Ah, ah, that really burnt. But something doesn't add up on that story. Yeah, I mean, it sounds it sounds too kind of it's it's too much like porn fiction for me. It is, and also, I mean, like if if it is true, then really that guy really just wanted to have a go on his wife's sister, right? That's that's all it, that's all it is. It's a, the way that oh no, she's like a party girl and vain and has plastic. But it's just like yeah, and you're obviously a misogynistic dick. Exactly. So exactly. therefore, I don't think it was much of an accident. You can tell from the language he uses to describe her that he's an absolute piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, he's literally the lowest common denominator of man. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to make allegations that they were having an affair because I don't really know where we stand legally on that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Do you think we might get sued by... by um... Um, well, <laughs> yeah, they're going to sue us for casting aspersions. Yeah. Um, hey, man, it's the internet. We can say what we want. So I think I think if we can communicate any moral of this story to anybody, it's always check before you have sex in the dark, particularly if you know that your wife's sister could be in the room, because... <laughs> <laughs> always check. Always check. Sorry to the little twins out there, but you're, you're confusing. It, <laughs> well, I don't know if they are. I mean, I, I, I had a girlfriend who was an identical twin once, and they Did actually... Did you accidentally get it on with the twin? I never did, but they once tried to perform, you know, that bait and switch tactic where they're. Whoa, hello, what? Well, once they they this was when I was fairly young, and there was a kind of you know it's not a youth club, but it's a club that basically children go to, like when they've just <laughs> turned eighteen and they go there, and it's fun because it's their first time. It's called Oceano in Watford. Anyone, <laughs> anyone anyone who lives where I live will understand that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't live in Watford, but we always used to go there. <laughs> we always used to rock up at Watford because we'd heard about Oceana, yeah, mate. Watford, mate. Oceana as a 17-year-old with a fake ID. I never did that. <laughs> oh, Eddie, Eddie, we've revealed too much now. <laughs> Ratings anyway, yeah. have just dropped. The ratings have dropped from one to zero. We got 15 views yesterday, mate. I think we're going to be on at least... Amazing. <laughs> we're, we're, we're anyway, so you you you're in the in Oceana in Watford. Yeah, and I I was with my girlfriend at the time who was an identical twin, and her and her sister went into the toilet and swapped clothes, and they tried to come out, and the sister would was trying to sort of act as if she was was my girlfriend at the time, and you know because I knew who they were, 
I knew like it's like but you just say that yeah yeah but you're not I'm I'm just gonna pull a name out of it it's like yeah but you're not Jess you're the other one it's like this isn't an episode of Cheers mate it's like I I know who you are (laughs) (laughs) yeah you just you would know I guess after a while you just kind of learn also, I mean, also, the other thing is, like, identical twins, a lot of the time, identical twins don't get, unless they're, like, four years old, don't often look exactly the same. They don't go and get the same haircut and wear the same clothes and and say the same thing. You know, like, normally they grow up as individuals. <laughs> they just happen to look similar to because they have the same genetic pattern. You don't get the same haircut. And, like, you do when you're, like, 12, like I said. Like, when you're a little kid, because your parents can't be bothered to make you individuals. But then, you know, one always goes a bit weird and gets, like, a mohawk or something like that. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And the reason for that, I'm just going to get into a quick biology lesson here, because we were we, we flirted around the idea of having a quick biology section in the last episode, and we didn't have one. because uh, you mentioned moss, but you were actually talking about where you lived. <laughs> but the reason is that the reason is that why some identical twins don't actually look identical at all is the fact that there's no what they call one-to-one mapping between genotype and phenotype. Um, phenotype is basically the way that genetic characteristics manifest physically, okay. and just because you have a particular, you you might have exactly the same genetic sequence as. Um, as somebody else in a particular string, but that might manifest in a in something that looks very very different. Yeah, a different physical form, as it as it were. Exactly. So we might cut that bit out because it's just fucking boring. But <laughs> it was quite interesting, actually. <laughs> but anyway, so but that... yeah, the, the thing also a more general point is that surely if you've been married to somebody for a significant amount of time, and not to sort of get crude, but surely you know what it's like to you know, as they say, make love to them. If you've been married to them for a while, surely you've been together for a long time and you'd instantly know you weren't having sex with them. Also, I just, I mean, like, uh, again, to get to get even cruder, he only realised... <laughs> Please do. He, he only realised afterwards when he fondled her breasts and were like, oh, hang on, these are different. So did he not notice during? That's what I mean. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> come on, bro, come on. Yeah, surely he would have... He just... He would have realised. He would have realised he's an idiot. You'd hope so. At that point in their marriage, you'd hope that... uh, Like, I know them. I'm saying like I know them. At that point in their marriage, they were well on the way to, you know, big things. Big things. Come on, yeah. Yeah. I just... Yeah, I think he just tried his luck. And I don't know why the sister wanted to have sex with him, because he doesn't exactly sound like a pleasant man. But, um, you know... But the weird thing is, or the question I have, is why the guy would then decide to go and post the story. Oh, because I see that's where he wants to post the side of him going like, "Oh, it was a mistake. I didn't realize," and then hope that like the his actual wife goes his actual wife rather than the fake one that's her sister goes. Um, oh, okay, that's fine then. Yeah, I would understand that if the story wasn't posted anonymously. Like if he wanted to clear his name, post it under <laughs> yeah, your name. Yeah, true, yeah. <laughs> Maybe some kind of marketing stunt for like a reality TV show called like, you know, like twins. The 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 hidden truth i think i think there are three possibilities one reddit reddit has just started to flirt with kind of like porn or like erotica and they're posting uh, fictitious stories um, i i wouldn't put it past reddit as much as i do browse reddit sometimes fucking hell and i just want to put a disclaimer there to say allegedly or they might be because i'm not accusing reddit of engaging in uh auto erotica <laughs> 
Legal disclaimer. Legal <laughs> Reddit, you're a bunch of perverts. <laughs> um, the second possibility is that the guy has just invented a story that he thinks sounds kind of clever and posted it, but it's complete fiction. That is also probably very... Because, I mean, Reddit, was it on the um, the TIFU to their fucked up? Mm. Yeah, that that is all bollocks. Oh, okay. See, I I swear to I mean like most of it doesn't really get to the news, but from what I read some of those, and you a lot of time it's just like oh come on <laughs> that can't be true that did not happen. You're just an attention seeking. Wow, strong language there from Eddie Bowes. Sorry, I I get very gets frustrated yeah. by clickbait. But yeah, damn you, clickbait with your pop ups and your whirring noises. Your whirring noises. <laughs> And your your next page websites that take nine years to load each page. Not that I go on them. That's so ir- <laughs> yeah, I know. You click it. Oh, that seems quite interesting. Like here's a gallery of the top ten things of this. You're like, all right, I'll click on that, and it's one per page. And you're like, are you joking me? Right, that's me clicking. By the way, just oh god. Ow, ow. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it, it's literally just to force their click through ratings up. It's like, but yeah, and the third possibility is that. It was true, in which case all the options we've explored and many, many more are are possibilities here. But yeah, so to get back to the point, the advice that we could give is always check. (laughs) (laughs) Always check. Maybe like, you know, if if you're going out with two twins, going out with one of two twins. Well, it's not going to be three twins, are there? Get the one you're going out with to get a tattoo. Go out with what? Get get yeah. You know, get the one you. If, if, well, it's not going to work in his case because they were in the dark, weren't they? And he's saying that he couldn't. Yeah, well, glow in the dark tattoo. <laughs> Come on, Mark. <laughs> just so you always know. Just a little pop up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, or just take a flashlight. Come on. <laughs> it sounds like he needed it. Fuck it now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh dear, oh dear. But anyway, yeah. that was fun. Mark. That was a that was a wonderful little relationship advice uh, section. Yeah, it was good. Now we come to the section of the podcast where Eddie Bowes is going to make some very very controversial claims, and most of the internet is probably going to hate me. Yeah, well, not most of the internet, just most of the people on the internet like me, uh, which which is most people on the internet. <laughs> Let's be fair. <laughs> just just people sat in their underwear eating cheese its. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is an outrage. <laughs> this is an out- f- fucking outrage. <laughs> <laughs> just sat at YouTube, just my eyeballs just absolutely dilated, and I'm just, just smashing my screen against the monitor. Sitting there saying, first, first. <laughs> Eddie Bowes is going to make some very controversial claims about... Uh, we're going to talk about uh, Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice, which um, is a much-talked-about... Um, and we're pretty late to the party on talking about this, but we just started... Oh, God, we're so... We're late. so fucking late to the party. But we're, we're, we're new to the podcasting world, so we're going to wade in and give our, our, our five pence. Um, and I don't really know how you want to start doing this, Eddie. Um, do you want to give your position to start with on Superman? And, and... Um, should we really start it off like that? <laughs> I think so. I like, you're just criticising my edi- editing skills live. Do you, re- do you really <laughs> want to structure this fucking podcast this way? Really? <laughs> okay. No. Um, right. Personally, and this is a personal point. What are you eating? Uh, it's an airwaves. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Topical. Topical. Sorry, I'm um, I'm just trying to clear my my um my breathing passages. Nice man, nice. So my 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 personal opinion on Superman is that um he's shit. <laughs> okay. Do you want to substantiate that claim or no? Oh, no, no, just leave it at that. 
<laughs> no. I think he's a very, very, very outdated character. Okay. Um, I mean, oh, he was the first sort of superhero to come, you know, in comic book form, really, wasn't he? He was the first of the superhero characters. Um, I'm not sure. And I'm not sure. I'm just, not sure if he's the first of the superhero characters, but definitely, definitely a sort of very early uh, 1930s okay. well, character. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if he wasn't the first, he was one of the first. You know, like. But iconic ones, yeah, that we influential, influ- like yeah, is that, that's what that's what I was that's what I was looking for there, Mark. But um, yeah, I just I I've never been a fan of Superman personally. I just think he's um, it, yeah, it, it's not. I don't think it works in the modern day. Yeah, yeah, I, I kind of see what you mean. I, he's too he's too powerful, Mark. He's too he's you cannot kill him. Well, you can you can kill him. Well, you, you, yeah, but. Not not much can. That's true. Not much he, can. He he can do too much, and because he, God. Yeah, I get. I I I completely agree with that. And and just to kind of follow that criticism down the road, just to sort of try and empathise with your position a little bit. Um, I guess one of the worries is that he's kind of like he's like a Christ-like archetype, isn't he? He's like the savior of humanity, sacrificing uh, parts of himself to kind of uh, defend. The entire entirety of humanity on a on almost daily basis, if the episodes are to be yeah. believed. Um, but also, he he kind of one of the things that does rub me up the wrong way about most of the conceptions of Superman in the literature is that he's not just a Christ archetype, but he's a United States kind of. Uh, he is he is America embodied. Exactly. As it were. Yeah, he's like the Uncle Sam kind of bastardization of Jesus Christ. Not that I'm not that I really care about Christ archetypes. The the reason that I think. Superman is interesting, and this is probably borrowed from a Kevin Smith podcast, is because he's not like he's not like Batman. He's not he's not a, a vigilante with a lot of resources or somebody like um, you know, like Marvel's Iron Man, and he's putting himself above the rest of humanity to try and save them. He's somebody who comes to Earth with well, not necessarily with powers until he gets to Earth, but once he's on Earth as an alien, like an extraterrestrial landed on Earth, he then has to disguise himself to fit in. So he has to discover his humanity. Um, he doesn't have to discover what it is to be superhuman. He knows that already. He has to come and understand the plight of humanity before he makes a decision as to whether to save it or not. That's Yeah, no, that's interesting. It is interesting. That, that, is, that is a strong point of the Superman, as in, like, of Superman as a character, because, like you said, most other uh, the superheroes that we have are sort of human ordinary humans that have become exceptional whereas he is the other way around he is exceptional and has to learn to be um mundane has to learn to be every day yeah i mean you'll probably get a lot of nerd boys kind of saying well no he didn't learn to be mundane because he was nurtured by his his host family on earth well to be honest he discovered he was a fucking alien when he got to about the age (laughs) of 16 or 17 when you discover you're an alien and you, <laughs> I think. Uh... But then, I mean, also, um, it's a very similar story, as it were, to um, things like Hercules. Yeah. For example, I mean, I'm taking Hercules a bit more on like the Disney, <laughs> Disney film, which is an amazing Hercules. film. I bloody love that. Hercules, so good. But like you know that that story of um, because you know in the Greek myths he was a warrior. He wasn't necessarily like. Lifting up boulders and although he did lift the world at one point, didn't he? Did Hercules lift the world up? 
Yeah, he, he replaced Atlas for a bit, as far as I remember. <laughs> oh, you, is your back getting sore there, mate? Fucking hell, hop off a second, let me have a go. <laughs> but you know, you know what I mean? So, I mean, uh, taking it from the, the Disney the Disney one, I don't know necessarily if the Greek myth is that it runs the same way, but as in, if he was incredibly super strong, he had to learn to conceal that and control that as well, you know? That isn't as... I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that... Um, I, I hate when people say, oh, but that's not an original story, so it's rubbish. I mean, not m- much is original ever in, in literature or fiction. But I'm just saying that it's not, you assume that it's not so much of a unique story in that. It's unique in the fact that he came from another planet and all that sort of stuff. But the, the idea of someone who is already exceptional that has to learn to fit in and be normal is something that's happened, yeah, quite a lot. I mean, again, that kind of goes back to um, uh, you saying, like, Christ archetypes. I mean, like, wasn't that technically Jesus? Yeah, exactly. Jesus was kind of like the superhuman son of the divine creator of the universe, and he had to come to terms with the fact that he was incarnate on the earth, according to myth. Um, Yes. (laughs) We've got to cut this religion stuff out, man. We're going to get fired in the arse. We don't, want to, we don't want to piss off the Bible bashers just yet. <laughs> they don't bash Bibles. They don't bash Bibles. Uh, they just... Bash people with Bibles. <laughs> they No, I'm sure they thumb them very softly and stroke their beards and cluck their tongues. <laughs> but yeah, no, I... Anyway, but... but yeah, but, I, so... Well, I was just going to say that, um, so the the idea of, I mean, well, like I said, whilst I think that is really the interesting thing that Superman is exceptional and has to learn to find his humanity, to fit in with the world, to, to you know, learn to be the sort of people that he's kind of here to save, is not so much of a, a unique story and it's not something that I think, um, you know, is, is so solely... A, Superman. Uh, so you don't necessarily think that Superman is influential, as influential as the stories that informed it. You think it's quite derivative. It is very influential. Superman. Like, I mean, Superman's basically become synonymous with you know. It's part of our language now. You know. You know. As in, like, we just to say, like, you know, like, oh, I'm not Superman or something like that. You know, it's like even if you don't like Superman, he's part. He's in your sort of like the zeitgeist of the current age as it were. You know, he is very, very influential. I just think, personally, that the, the character itself is in, extremely outdated. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. In, I, I, as in, I think the reason why we still watch Superman, we still have uh, Superman merchandise and films coming out, and people, it still does well, is just because it's so ingrained of the, the Western media and culture. If, if we were to create a new... Um, superhero character now it would be nothing like Superman nothing. it would be more like the anti-hero the, the, the Batman sort of vigilante one man that rises up against adversity rather than someone who comes down who is just instantly better than everyone and saves you. I think you're right. I think Superman is very much a kind of relic of post-war America, where they, they you know, th- th- there were various phases where Superman kind of had drastic alterations in the way he was conceived. Um, and I think the kind of most common conception is just kind of like the post, well, first of all, the post-Second World War and then the post-Cold uh, War conceptions, where America wanted to feel kind of like they had the ultimate weapon, like they were the strongest nation. And I think it appealed to Americans because... If Superman's in your in your country and fighting for your country uh, as a representative of your nation, 
then yeah you, you you ain't losing yeah exactly you've got the ultimate weapon yeah fuck nukes exactly. he, he can just like and also he was the ultimate weapon but he was benevolent and you know exactly was benevolent the right word to use there you know what i mean he wasn't he wasn't an evil dick yeah and i i think uh, a line from watchman probably captures that best which is where they refer to dr manhattan and say god is god is alive and he's american or something like that Mm, no, for sure, and that's the thing. I mean, like, like, so, like I was saying, I think Watchmen is sort of like. Um, when was Watchmen um, first published? When was it created? Well, you see, you got me now, mate, because I don't have a fucking clue. Because <laughs> I, I haven't the foggiest. But I think Watchmen is definitely more in line with sort of what a, um, a modern nineteen eighty six. So it's quite old. Yeah. But that's obviously a, a still a more modern take on the superhero thing that is in you know. This, the superhero mentality and the character of superheroes. I agree. And I think it's also kind of a modern commentary, like like uh, making the kinds of point that you've been making, isn't it? It's, it's... Yeah, it is that kind of thing of the, the, modern, the modern world, as in now, the modern media. We don't want to see someone that is indestructible. We don't want to see someone that can't be... We want to see someone that can be beaten, that is vulnerable. Someone that you but, can empathise with. Yeah, but that still... You know, it's still exceptional. Uh, you know, many of the, the, the... They're still exceptional, the superheroes that we know. Or not even superheroes, just the heroes that we have. They're still exceptional, but they're not vastly superior, if you know what I mean. And I think that's the, my problem with Superman is the fact that he is vastly superior to everyone. You can't, you, you can't shoot him. You can't beat him up. No one can beat him unless they go to extreme lengths. You know, only the extremes can beat Superman. That's a good point, and it also segues quite well into the potential themes of Batman v Superman, um, which is obviously by Zack Snyder, which is scheduled for first release uh, in the United States on March 25th, 2016, so next year um, in 2D, 3D, and We'll get that on, like, in the UK, we'll get that in, like, 40 years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Did you see the Man of Steel? Um... I did. I know I didn't watch Man of Steel. I heard that if you don't, if you hate buildings, you're gonna like that film because a lot of buildings get smashed. You're up. not wrong. But um, I didn't actually watch. I know what happens in it. I under. I know the the synopsis, but I I haven't personally watched it yet. I will do. I will. I will do. I will force myself. To yeah, do it, man. It's worth a watch. Um, so. Zack Snyder obviously kicked off the DC reboot um, of, of of the franchise post uh, the Christopher Nolan era um, with with the Man of Steel series, which was kind of him kind of trying to take up the Nolan mantle and and forward a kind of more realistic kind of conception of of, of the superhero canon. Yeah, which I love. I lo- I thought Nolan Nolan's um, Batman. It's it's fucking incredible. So good. <laughs> it's so good. But then everything Nolan does is just amazing. The thing is, Nolan can make a film that's so full of plot holes, it looks like a piece of fucking Swiss cheese, and yet it's the best thing you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like, Nolan, you bastard. Why? Why? You beautiful bastard. <laughs> just on a side note, I thought Interstellar was one of the most fucking incredible films I've ever watched. I am not going to argue with you there. I completely agree with that. That is 
fuck it. Even no matter, it has some flaws and you know some bits I didn't like, and yeah, I still came out of it like, god damn, that film was definitely. Cool. I know, I know that um, uh, Lawrence Krauss, a theoretical physicist, um, recently came out and criticised the movie and said it was one of the most uh, ridiculous and worst films ever put together, and that's just like a complete slight on one of his best friends, Kip Thorne, and one of his colleagues who actually worked on the physics of the movie and released a book explaining the physics of the movie. I have said book. You've got the book? I have the book. Amazing. That's awesome. It's It, it makes my brain hurt, but yeah, it's really awesome. <laughs> brain hurt and your um... balls tingle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I got yeah, I got the book. The book's incredible, and the film is also just in, in, incredible. And also, actually, reading the book I made me realise, I know we were on a bit of a side tangent here, but made me realise that the plot, uh, plot holes of Inside, there are not actually that many. A lot of it does make sense. It's all obviously based on theoretical physics, which may be bollocks in itself. But, you know, it's based in some kind of educated guess. Yeah, it's it's trying to take artistic license with the idea of extra dimensional space time. Um, yeah, anyway, but but moving back to um to the to the the Batman and Superman, uh, that was our main point. Yep. So Snyder, obviously, uh, very famous and esteemed director. He actually directed the Watchmen um, movie. Yeah, he did. Uh, yeah. Moving back which to was, which was good. I did like it. Yeah, I like the color correction on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was um, great. And um, yeah, that was it was well done. Not my favourite of the films, but it was still a good. One. The way it transposed from the graphic novel didn't really satisfy me in a way that I thought it would. But at the same time, it was a very, very spectacular movie, which looked exactly how I wanted it to look. Yeah, yeah, they got the aesthetic down perfectly. Yeah, he obviously did Dawn of the Dead, 300. Um, yeah, 300, God, that film. As we mentioned, Man of Steel. And then now he's doing the follow-up to Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. And he's on board for Justice League Part 1 and 2. And he's the executive producer on the new Suicide Squad movie, which is kind of... I'm really looking forward to Suicide Squad, I must say. Yeah, I'm really liking that uh, every every Monday at the moment, on the dot, they seem to have a release of, you know, leaked scene, like, set footage. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. But yeah, but we'll, but we'll get, we'll get, we'll get to, uh, to Suicide Squad later. Sure, sure. I th- I'm sure I'll be coming back to that it, point. But, um, just trying to steer so, me back <laughs> onto track. I'm trying to steer you back. I'm, try- I'm, I'm helping here. Um, <laughs> I'm being a bit more proactive, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, Zack Snyder, obviously, fantastic director, and people get had good things to say about Man of Steel, and like you said, it's that, that sort of, like, more realistic, sort of gritty thing that Nolan brought to the table with the Batman films. But um, my, I, my, I have a one problem. Well, I, I don't know if it's a problem so much, but it's in, like, we, we the Nolan Batman films were great, you know, and obviously there were, there were one take on the Batman franchise. Some people say, oh, it's not, like, properly Batman. Like, it's not actually Batman, it's... But it's Nolan's take on the on the story, you know. So it's not, you know, it takes a bit of uh, liberty here and there, as it were. But it was very good. But um, but then now they're redoing Batman. Yeah, they're redoing Batman. You, they, um, you're just redoing Batman after someone just with that's too much Batman. That's <laughs> too much Batman. Uh, ba- Batman's great. I love Batman. Batman's fantastic. Too much Batman. Well, there's there's, there's too much Batman. But I, I think I think I guess there's two points to say on that. Which is the first thing you said was that the Nolan universe kind of was its own. It took its own license with the Batman mythos, and it did it very very well. And it kind of reconfigured it in a way that Nolan wanted to reimagine. Uh, the, the canon. But I think what it, what it looks like is going to happen with Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice is that they're going to be trying to tow much more of Frank Miller-esque type narratives in this. So I don't know whether you've I don't know whether you've read the graphic novel by Frank Miller called Dark Knight Returns, which is obviously a, it's like a Bible for most of the nerds out there like me. 
I have not personally. I'm not a comic book reader as per se. So essentially, the narrative runs like this. Um, so basically, the end culminates in a in a in a fight between Batman and Superman because. Uh, Batman has gone underground and he, because there's been an outbreak of mutants in Gotham City and they're overtaking Gotham City and they're causing havoc. Um, and Batman goes underground to try and cause an uprising and turn the mutants, uh, turn the tide of the mutant war in his favour by enlisting them. Um, because he's a vigilante, he's not a superhero as per Superman is. And he manages to convince him to do his to to to, to do the right thing and and, and try and. He, he manages to get, have his war. And basically the United States government get wind of this. And because Superman is kind of like a, a hired hand for the United States military and, and upper echelon government, they send Superman in to stop Batman's plan because it's destructive. Um, so Superman's kind of entering a battle in the spirit of, I don't want to have to fight you, but you're forcing my hand. Um, and it turns out that Batman... Um, because he has his own agenda, because he's somebody who has his own uh, ethical and moral code that's independent of, of nation-states or whatever, he kind of... He he shows Batman or demonstrates to Batman that he has the power to actually defeat him because he lures him into a trap, uh, spikes him with kryptonite, and then says to him, um, I want you to remember that in your darkest moments and your darkest hours, I'm the man who beat you. And then he has a heart attack. <laughs> But Batman, Batman has, has a heart, heart attack because he's about. Bear in mind that Batman is sort of in his fifties at this time. He's he's. Uh, oh, he's old, yeah. isn't he? Well, older. He's much older than he is in sort of like uh, the original series canon and 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 the kind of general Batman canon that we we're used to, um, which is I think the conception that Ben Affleck is going to play. He's going to play that. Right, oh, this older Bruce Wayne, older, wiser, but but physically inferior. Yeah, sure. It does sound interesting, but again, my the my, I've the, this is where again my my problem comes in with the the with the basis of um, how do you evenly like when you when you start throwing characters like Batman and then I know they've done it obviously before and they've done a very good job of it and stuff, but the, it's always something that worries me when when they do that sort of stuff. How do you get someone like Superman who is, like is superhuman? He is superhuman. How do you balance Batman, who is human, but has the power of infinite money, right? That's all that, you know, and gadgets, right? How do they fight and and be balanced? How, how do you balance that? How do you depict that as balance? Because if Superman punched Batman, he would die. Like, the telling key there is in something you said, which is that Batman has infinite money, and he's also one of the most highly intelligent, skilled detectives on the planet, so he's, he's, he's also a scientist. Um... Yeah, yeah, conveniently, he's the world's greatest detective, scientist, inventor, whatever. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know whether you've seen the trailer. I've seen, I've seen some of the stuff that's been released. Yeah, essentially, Batman constructs this mechanistic suit that he uses uh, specifically for this battle to fight Superman. Um, and it's, I, 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 I'm not sure. I can't remember off the top of my head what it's supposed to be made out of. But essentially, it's something that. Um, puts him on probably not equal strength to Superman, given the fact that Superman manages to still punch him across um, the street and, like, punches him through buildings. But it puts him on a much more even keel with Superman to a point where he can hold him back until the point where he has to administer the kryptonite. You see, so therefore you, what you do is you say, right, right, here's Superman. Superman's really big and powerful and amazing, and here's Batman. Now, Batman has invented this thing that makes him almost just as good as Superman. 
why have Superman so good in the foot? You know, you just you just even the balance. You just constantly because that, that 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 was also a problem that happened. My friend was telling me about the you know the Avengers series. Yeah. Um, with um, oh, what's the bad guy from the really bad guy from Avengers? The Thor's brother, Loki. Not Loki. No, no, no. The 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 guy above him, um, Thanos. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. With the gauntlet, with the you know, and that that's what the the Avengers series that right now is building up to with these um the those I can't remember what they're called the the chaos jewels or whatever they yeah. are that. Um, and in, in my friend was saying me that in the in the I may be wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know. In, 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 <laughs> you, you're making me look like a prick here, mate. Because I ain't seen a fucking movie. <laughs> internet, correct me if I'm wrong. But um, Thanos becomes so powerful that the you know he's 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 like he can destroy planets by like touching them. You know, and yet the Avengers are fighting them. Obviously, I know Thor is a god, but even so, again, like the the balance of power gets really thrown about to the point where in the comic books they 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 summon the um, personification of entropy to fight him. <laughs> entropy is given a physical form and fight, and that that's ridiculous because Iron Man's there and he's just a clever guy in a suit. Do you know? Do you know what's what's kind of interesting? Is how how in the context of, of of like if I if I'm watching say Power Rangers and something ridiculous happens, or if I'm watching um, if I'm I don't know I can't think of an example right now. Say I'm watching Dexter's Laboratory and something uh, ridiculous happens, I'm just kind of like yeah. in Dexter's lab. Uh, I'm kind of like yeah, you're uh, like yeah, well yeah, sure. It's it's a, yeah, like, that's it's absolutely wacky. ridiculous, but it's wacky and a zany show, and also more importantly, it's fictitious. Um, but when it comes to superheroes, uh, I'm I'm like this. I don't know whether you're like this. I kind of invent this false fictional physics where I'm like, there's got to be some logic to this, man. Like, Superman can't fight Batman. And, like, <laughs> for some reason, like, the idea of a child being a physicist who creates, like, nuclear reactors in his in his basement, that's fine with me. I can reconcile that when I'm watching yeah, Dexter. Yeah, 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 sure. Well, that's because Dexter was a genius. But when I'm watching Superman, I'm like, what the... F-? You know... First of all, Superman's got to be able to fly. That's awesome. Like, if he can't fly, <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> and, and then, and then I'm like, well, if there's going to be personifications of physical forces, that's ridiculous. I agree with you. It is, but isn't it just weird how we do that? <laughs> yeah, it's you know, it's strange. But then that's it. I think that is the the sort of the the um, mindset of the modern day, isn't it? Now, where you we know we don't just accept this man is is amazing and you're like all right cool you don't just why is he amazing you know we're not we're not just going to accept like oh this person is it can fly and is super strong why it's just like well it just kind of is the last film that tried to do that oh he's just amazing was that hancock film that didn't do very well with will smith which i thought was going to be some kind of mildly interesting take on super, but it wasn't it was just like he is super it was just a bunch of essentially it was a bunch of rehashed jokes from old superman canon yeah. oh no actually no that did try and answer why he was super didn't it i think so i didn't see the movie and it was really <laughs> crap it was really crap it, it was really badly done but um you know we, we we don't just the modern audience don't just accept things anymore you have to prove things to them so at this point if i had to press you for an opinion would you say that you're leaning towards Zack snyder maybe not giving you the kind of movie that you'd want to see from a batman superman uh, crossover or um well i think as far from what you've said i would say that Zack snyder probably has the best chance of giving me a movie that i would be like oh actually yeah cool but i just still find 
the, the it's the concept of Superman that I just cannot buy into. So you're still going to maintain the position that Superman is an absolute asshole. It's an absolute ass monkey. He's a flying prick. <laughs> a flying prick of jest, you self-righteous bastard. Stupid. And he's um, not even wearing bloody underpants outside of his trousers anymore. That's that's a letdown. That I right, whatever, man. This is done. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I just yeah, I just because. Well, my problem is that because Superman is so, so powerful, when you put him in with any other character, you have to somehow elevate that character to his standard. Yeah. It just... It's silly. Yeah, 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 I agree, <laughs> it's, I agree. It's, you know, why elevate them? Why not just have... Like, X-Men were fine, because... Although, I, I, have, the same, I have the same problem with Wolverine. Yeah. He's basically indestructible. This is true. I, I never, I ne- I agree with you that I never like superheroes that are too powerful because too powerful because the, it ruins the um, the chance of you being like, oh, are they, oh, you know, you know that that like that fear for them, the fear for your favorite character. Like, oh, is he going to get out? Is he going to be all right? Yeah, they've got to. Ha- There's they- no tension. What they have to do then is bring someone in who's just as powerful, yeah. just to so, so like. Just so that you can understand just, that there's a slice of humanity in them, like that you can yeah, empathise exactly. with. Yeah, exactly. There's a slight risk. So, so just to I, counterbalance what you're saying about Superman, I think that that the, the way that I tend to empathise with Superman is like I was saying earlier. He's somebody who's extraterrestrial, and he's come he's come to Earth and and sort of realised his. Um, he's got an alignment with humanity because he feels the same emotions we feel. He he, he kind of has the same day-to-day worries that we have, and he sees something in humanity, even though, despite the fact that he's kind of... He's got all these powers and he's superior in physically in a lot of ways, um, he sees something in us that he values as worth saving. That's, that's, that's kind of the, the reason that I empathise with Superman, because he's somebody who, sh- for all intents and purposes, could be a dictator, he could be looking down on us, but he sees something in us that he values equal to his own life. And that's just a Christ archetype. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I you love like Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so, yeah, I, I understand why that, that... But, so, what you're saying is that Superman is more of an emotional intrigue yeah. than an action sort of fighting intrigue. Uh, but so was Man of Steel more on the emotional side or more on the action fighty side? Uh, this is something that I think a lot of people agree on, that they didn't really get the balance right in that film. I think they tried to do quite a lot of the emotional stuff, but then counterbalance it with a lot of whiz-bangs, which you tend to find in Hollywood. It's just, you know, every five minutes they've got to have a zinger, as they say. Yeah, exactly. Pow! Every five pages of dialogue, bam! <laughs> you bang! Come on, something hasn't exploded for five minutes. We must rectify. Yeah, there's got to be a funny beat or a bang. Yeah, exactly. So, and that's the thing. So maybe, therefore, I've taken Superman to be more of just like the Hollywood, like oh, it goes bang and whiz crack and things explode. But um, maybe if if they get the this sort of like this, like you said, like this morality. It's like Superman pushes more questions of what it is to be human and what is morality rather than, um, you know, this sort of action packed fight because he's obviously superior to everyone. He's not going to lose. One of the reasons that I think that, that Batman v Superman is going to deviate away from that kind of whiz bang style of cinema, though, um, th- th- there's two reasons. And let me see if I can present them to you in just a couple of seconds. Uh, or or maybe maybe 30 seconds flat. So the, the title of the movie is Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. 
right? So it's not Batman versus Superman. And like, they haven't written verses in a conventional way. They've written it as if it's a legal battle. So they've done it in Batman v Superman, where V being a Latin contraction for versus, but it's not like a, a VS fight, like on Mortal Kombat or something like that. So the legal definition of V when it's used in that way is that the, um, the person or the name that's prior to the V is bringing a case to bear against the person after the V. It's not. It's, right, okay. it's, so it looks like Batman is bringing a case or a fight to Superman, um, which seems to run in line with the fact that I think Snyder's going to be aiming to toe the line of, um, or the, or at least thematically of. Uh, the the Frank Miller narrative, and it looks as if from the trailer is a second port, uh, a data point to back that that up. It seems like it's going to be going that way from the trailer at the moment. That's not to say that I don't think there's going to be a lot of action in the movie because obviously it's a fucking fight between Batman versus Superman. Um, but I think it's going to be a lot darker, and I think I'm hoping that Snyder, even though there's no evidence of this in the past whatsoever from Snyder and his writing team, um, I think. I hope what they can draw up is that darker narrative running through a very, very action-packed movie. Yeah, sure. I mean, I had a friend who was saying that the way he thinks it's going to go is something more along the lines of... Again, like I said, I haven't seen Man of Steel, but I know Man of Steel... Um, it's, Metropolis gets just destroyed, doesn't it? Yeah. Gets obliterated. It gets, like, so... Seasoned. And so it was like Batman, like, in this film, is like... You done goofed, son. You gotta like, you gotta reel it in a bit here. You know, he's like, he's like making Superman like atone for the fucking wreck that he caused. So you know. Yeah, I mean, that's one other thing I heard. But that I think that was an opinion that came after before the this newest trailer came out. So maybe that is a bit outdated. No, it, but, it could still well be the case. It could well be the case. Um, it, it, what it looks like from the trailer is that a lot of kind of the world's civilizations have started worshiping Superman as if he's a god, and then there's also an opposing uprising that's that's come up to kind of say that Superman's kind of like a false idol and people shouldn't be worshiping him. That you know, he's actually more dangerous than than, than people are kind of yeah. And, and it looks like that's where Batman's stepping into. He's stepping in on the side of the the kind of voices that are rising up. But don't know again. But it sounds like I think I think your friend could have a good point there. I mean. I think bringing in the uh, the you're a dumbass Superman for like taking Zod all the way through the fucking buildings. It's like you're two aliens yeah. who can fly. Just go off world and have a fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go to the moon. No one cares about that. But in this in this one, can can Superman fly in space? Yeah, is that a thing? You yeah, can yeah. Because it changed. It changed. Well, he used to be able to fly in space, and then it was only for as long as you could hold his breath. <laughs> And now, I don't know, can he fly in space? What, can, what else can he do? Good question. I'm going to say he probably can fly in space, because if he can't, then it, there's going to there's gonna be a lot of problems for him. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I've gotten away these 23 years without managing it, so I'm sure Superman can. <laughs> if I don't need it, Superman don't need and it. And on, on that note, in comparing Eddie to Superman, which I do regularly when he uh, he stands before Trips me, off. he puts his pants over his trousers and does a backflip <laughs> and just strikes a pose in the glistening sun. And strikes a pose. Um, I, yeah. I, uh, we're just about coming up to the hour mark now. And, <laughs> but uh, um, I, I just on, on just a quick note, I am really looking forward to the Suicide Squad. Um, that definitely does appeal to me because that's more of that sort of 
anti-hero. Yeah. You know? I just think it's an idea that will probably appeal more to, like I said, the modern audience than this sort of very archaic, well, not archaic, but very outdated sort of, he is amazing, man, you should be like him, American hero. You know, he, they're not heroes there. Yeah. They are actually the villains, aren't they? But they're yeah, definitely. contracted. I, I was the most excited person on the planet about The Suicide Squad, and I'm still retaining a lot of hope that this movie is going to be amazing. But since they've been releasing this kind of trickle-down media kind of stuff, because obviously they've got a fantastic ensemble cast on board with um, Jared Leto playing the Joker. They've got Margot Robbie uh, on board for Harley Quinn. Um, yeah, Will Smith is um, dead shot. Second thing that kind of annoyed me a little bit is that the Joker, if you've seen any of the um, the set footage that was released a couple of days ago, um, he's riding around in what's essentially like a pimped up... Uh, it's like a it's like a neon lit uh, sports car. Oh what? Yeah, <laughs> I have not seen that. <laughs> and it's like it's like a really cheap kind of pop video um, kind of car. And he he looks like a really. My brother made this point the other day. He looks like he just turned up at Comic Con and he's in like a really bad cosplay costume. <laughs> oh really? But, oh no. But one interesting point that my brother made because uh, a lot of the costumes that you can see when they they've got the set photos, they're really brightly coloured, and the Joker's hair is literally like brilliant green. It's like frog green. <laughs> Yeah, the, yeah. the point that he made was that it could be because of the fact that, that Zack Snyder likes doing this colour correction where he mutes all the colours and gives it a very washed out, kind of desaturated look. So, what, but what we're getting is just the straight, like, footage and the straight um, yeah, he might have, images. Yeah, he might have chosen, like, bright, raw colours to film so that when he does the colour correction, they look, they don't look black. Yeah. They don't just look colourless. Yeah, no, for sure. That, yeah, it makes sense. That definitely could be a thing, but yeah, man. So we've covered quite we've covered quite a lot today. I've had a very interesting conversation with you again, Edward. It's been always a pleasure, Abs- Mr. Mark. Absolute honour. And uh... oh, so actually, we should also um, plug our our website. Oh yeah, yeah. Th- th- this is another thing. We should definitely plug our website because it's something that we launched in the past couple of days. So if you go to uh, http forward slash forward slash thevaultsofwhimsy.co.uk, you'll be able to have a look at our website, which is kind of in a blog format, and it's also got our RSS feed for our podcast. So all the episodes will be up there, imported from SoundCloud. We are also currently in the process of trying to get our podcast indexed at iTunes and also. Uh, podcastdirectory.com I think it's called Um, so hopefully we'll be able to get you some links for that Uh, I don't know given our last podcast whether they'll actually accept us from <laughs> yeah, iTunes. Get on our iTunes no. and also today we just like made fun of Facebook so we're just going down the list of big internet companies and pissing them off god we are isolating next ourselves next up Google <laughs> we are next up criticism of Google what ourselves um, but yeah and also we have our we have our lovely uh, Twitter page do we not? We do have a Twitter feed, which is at Vaults of Whimsy, and you can follow us there on Twitter. Please do it. Join us on social media, and we will have an absolute whimsical lark. We will have the best kind of whimsy there is. The best kind of whimsy. <laughs> the sort you put in a vault. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think I think I think that's it. I think that is it. That's it for today. Fantastic. That's it for today. I hope everyone enjoyed it. I did. No one else will. No one else will watch it. Or watch uh, it? Well, they probably won't watch it. it. They'll listen to it. Well, yeah, well, exactly. Or they won't. Bye! <laughs> See ya! <laughs> <laughs>